Hi guys, my name's Gigi Edgley from Farscape and also from Jim Henson's Creature Shock Challenge and you're listening to An Elegant Weapon. Have an amazing day. An Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer and you don't want no part of this shit. An Elegant Weapon for the more civilized age. This is a journey into sound. Gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 140. My name is Jay, Jedi Ross. Please excuse me while I flick my bick. You mean marijuana? Welcome back, everybody. Fantastic to be here with you again. Hope you all have flicked your bicks and are settling in for a fantastic conversation this evening. For tonight's episode, we go way back. To the beginnings of an elegant weapon, and we welcome back some of our very first guests. Tonight, we welcome the writer of Human, and we welcome the artist of Human. Human is a sci-fi cyberpunk graphic novel comic book. It's created by writer Gabe Smith, and it's created by artist Ryan Merrill. Very excellent, most excellent dudes. This will be Gabe's third time on this show. This is Ryan's second time on this show. I love these guys, and I love this comic book. It's very unique, it's very original, and it's fantastic good times. I hope you all check it out. Uh, There's been Volume 1 and Volume 2 of Human, which we talk muchly about, and also upcoming Kickstarters and upcoming fun. So please settle in for a fantastic sci-fi, a cyberpunky good time with Mr. Gabe Smith and Mr. Ryan Merrill of Human. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. It's been a long time, guys. Yeah. Yes, it has. It's been over a year. It's uh, The last time you guys were on this show was August 8th, 2013. Holy yeah, we like to keep the fans waiting. And that's that right. 
<laughs> that was about halfway through the run of this show. That was episode 74. Yeah. And the first time that you were on, Gabe, was October 2012. And Jeez. that was episode 38. Wow, dude. And, yeah, and you know what's funny? This episode we're doing now is episode 139. It's like you never <laughs> I listen, man. Actually, wait, no, I'm sorry. This is, uh, I apologize. This is episode 140. Woohoo! Yeah, so you've <laughs> almost double the run. That's pretty good, eh? Fantastic. Yeah. Hey, yeah. let's get this thing started, man. Congrats. I've, I already consider it started. So. Sweet. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is the meat of it right here. The dark meat of it, right? Uh, yeah, last time you guys were on, it was two days before Volume 2 funded on Kickstarter. A great day. That was good times. <laughs> so it's been a long journey. It's been so long, like back from October 2012 when we first met and had our first conversation, and you guys were rolling along. Here we are now, 2015. Uh, you guys recently have announced you're going to put together volumes one and two of Human into a trade. Oh yeah, correct. In fact, we've been working on uh, on some new artwork, and Ryan can tell you more about that. Yeah, it's we're gonna not just you know sandwich them together. You know we're gonna give you guys a little bit more artwork. Um, I think we did we did a, a front cover and a back cover, all new stuff. Um, and the front cover's got let's see one two three four five six seven or eight characters on it um, yeah. from the books. And the back cover is a nice oh just just a beautiful shot. I love it. Um, and the, we then we did two inside spreads. Uh, like a two-page spread on the front inside and on the back inside. So that's two, like, huge – one's a huge city shot, and the other one is uh, inside of a famous bar inside of our books. Ooh. So you get to kind of – threw in some kind of crazy sci-fi characters in there. Um, had a little fun with it, you know? That's a Off cool idea. I can't wait oh, to yeah. see that cityscape because I know that's something you enjoy doing, yeah? Oh, man, there's yeah. so much – so many buildings. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Lots and lots of buildings. Gabe, you have been on one hell of an adventure since this whole thing started. You've been all over the damn place, eh? It's changed my life, man, yeah. It's changed the whole trajectory of my life, really, coming out with this series. It's uh, Tell the people a bit about where you've been and what you've seen, because you've just been rolling it straight through for a while. Yeah. Um, well, let's see... Uh... I guess comic conventions, I've been traveling all over the place. You know, last year, I really did a heavy tour, especially with Wizard World. Uh, you know, I've done Emerald City last year. I'm doing it again in a few weeks. Uh, I've got Phoenix Comic Con coming up in a few weeks. I did a vast, uh, the vast majority of Wizard World events last year. So I did Atlanta, Minneapolis. Uh, let's see, I did and Sacramento. Um, at, let's see. What are the other New Orleans? Nice. That must and, have been fun. <laughs> oh, dude, I got stories about that one. That was just a shit show. <laughs> what dude, is that? They, like a New Orleans Comic Con or Yeah, New Orleans Comic Con for through Wizard World. So man, it, it was just an epic event. They, it's held at the convention center in New Orleans. And then that Saturday afterwards, uh Wizard World always puts on uh, you know, drinking events and bar events and after parties for, you know, most of their, their comic conventions. So I wound up getting uh, invited to this uh, after party that was at a club near the convention center. I go upstairs and like half the Walking Dead crew is up there. 
nice. chilling with Darren and Merle and stuff, and they're drinking. <laughs> There's this one moment where, like, where I'm, at, I'm sitting at the bar right next to uh, right next to Merle, and <laughs> he's a uh, yeah, he he's just uh, got these three like slutty groupies or whatever that start hitting on him, and I, I take a shot and I turn around and he he's like filming with his video he, with his cell phone camera, and this girl's got her shirt up and her two friends are licking her tits, <laughs> like, right in the middle of the bar. Like everyone's just like, holy shit! <laughs> That's fantastic. So, Comic Con after dark, yeah, New I, Orleans. <laughs> Michael Rooker is a trip. That guy's awesome. He he's so friendly. He'll come up to you like at all of the you know pretty much all the events. I see him where I go to Wizard World because he was he went to literally every single one last year doing signings, and uh, he's just so friendly. Like you can talk to him and approach him, and man, I've met all kinds of people now. Like let's see, owners of Human Comics would include Lou Ferrigno, Dean Kane, Matt Smith, who is a doctor and Doctor Who. Like you just meet all kinds of people at these events. Uh, the redheaded chick from Castle, I forget her name. Nice. She came up to me at Emerald City. Very cool. Uh, it's uh, yeah. It, it's strange in this area with the Wizard World because they've stopped coming, eh? Uh, in Canada? Yeah. Well, I don't know about all of Canada. At least Toronto and Southern Ontario area, because they used to come. And uh, the thing about uh, Fan Expo is very territorial around here. Because uh, the companies that run Fan Expo, they also do Toronto Comic Con, and it's kind of the big thing. And, mm -hmm. and there's so many comic, like we're really spoiled around here. There's Comic Cons like every month of some sort, <laughs> whether it's just like a small little ballroom show or something. There's always something to go to. And Wizard World just started dwindling and dwindling to the point where they just gave up, and they're just like, we're not even going to compete anymore. And they just, I haven't seen a Wizard World show here in like maybe four or five years. Yeah, I mean, it's almost come to be like oversaturated with comic conventions. So that you really want to be selective with which ones to attend, and especially which ones you're going to pay to exhibit at. Um, you know, I'm really looking forward to tr to going to San Fan Expo at some point. I don't think I'll make it this year, but I'm hoping 2016 I can add that to my tour schedule. That's a must, man. We got to get get you up here. You haven't really been out east much, eh? Uh, no, I, I mean, one, I don't like really long flights. I get, I just get really antsy on airplanes. I so, you. I you know, I, I just hate that. And also, uh, you know, it gets more and more expensive the farther you go from home. It really does. So, I, I mean, I enjoy shorter flights going to Seattle, going, you know, uh, going to New Orleans was even far for me, but, um, yeah, dude, I'll have to make an exception for, for my Canadian fans out there, go to <laughs> Fan Expo. I mean, that would be an awesome experience. I, I know how big the convention is, and I'd love to make that a part of my annual tour schedule, if I can make sense of that. It is a trip, but I hear you on the flights. It's uh, It could be tough arranging them. I went to my last con there was uh, the Great Allentown Con in Philadelphia, or sorry, Pennsylvania. And it just, I mean, it's probably, it would have been like a nine-hour drive, and I was like, screw that. So I got on a plane, and the plane, I had to go from here to Jersey. I have a stopover in Jersey, but then I had to get on a bus from Jersey to Pennsylvania. <laughs> and wow. it was just a mess. There's just no con connecting flights or anything. So I got to go to uh, Denver in May for Denver Comic Con. And that is like, like some of the flights are like 13 hours because there's like a six, seven hour layover in New York, you know? And it's like, oh, that's just going to be killer. Like, 
Mm. It's such it is. It's it's a lot to go through to get to a comic con, you know. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm thinking I might do New York Comic Con. I put in my request for that. Um, they're still getting back to all the exhibitors and everything. So if they say yes and if they if they'll have me, I'll probably go to that one. But that'll be the farthest event I'll attend this year for sure. Uh, just so everybody knows, it's not that Ryan is being shy or anything. We're just having a bit of internet difficulty here. As, damn you, Comcast. As he keeps dropping out. What, damn you, whatever Comcast is in the, <laughs> the Americas. <laughs> is he, he's not in California, though, too, is he? No, yeah, he's in uh, Mesa, Arizona. Right, right. Well, he's nice and warm, too, I suppose, then. <laughs> oh, it must be baking out there. I mean, right now, it's probably about 74. 475 here it's got to be about 100 there <laughs> Good the place, lord yeah the place gets hot so i heard you guys over on bombat radio awesome yeah it was a great episode that was fun times uh i enjoy those guys and the interview after you guys with uh darren from savage garden there that was yeah. fun but uh so as i think we talked about this the last time um about Ryan kind of stepping away a little bit from, you know, doing absolutely all the art. And uh, how's it going with that? Have you guys, like, uh, anybody you're interested in at the moment or you had any contacts made? Sure, sure. So I went through uh, – uh, I went th- – Ryan, are you back again? He's, like, hopping in and out. Ah, man, okay. <laughs> he's, well, like yeah. in, he's in a state of flux. <laughs> I just got a message. I said he was here again. Okay. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man, I, I, I signed a new artist for an upcoming series that I have called uh, The Fall of Ebla. I saw it, that. That sounds cool, man. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's a totally different feel and totally different genre of story than, you know, what we put out with humans. So I'm really looking forward to getting it, you know, just starting something new and uh, uh, working with a, a new artist on that one. His name is Chris Malador. He's a guy that I met over at Emerald City when I was exhibiting exhibiting there last year. He does a lot of fantasy art for RPG games and stuff like that. So uh, I thought he would, you know, he has a very painterly style about him that I really like. So the next series is going to be in full color. Every picture is going to be painted. No, no line art. Ooh, that's fun. So yeah, it's going to be. It's going to. I want every single picture in the comic to look like a cover. <laughs> That's sick, man. You gotta love those books. It's uh, that that reminds me of Tart. You saying that? I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, Tart by Tart, no. Kevin read. Joseph and Ludovic Salet. And Ludovic is an amazing artist. And what they will do is sometimes he colors digitally. Sometimes he will actually paint. And they will challenge you to choose and figure out which pages in the book are actually painted. And yeah, it's it's a, it's an amazing thing. I love that when every book is just there's that much effort put into each page, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you gotta. It's it's all about presentation, you know. There's so many different comic books out there, especially indie comic books. So you really have to stand out amongst the crowd and really put in that extra time and effort and attention to making it look great. But otherwise, it's not gonna. No one's gonna notice it. Your book is great for that, though. Like your your guys' book sticks out. You know, if you like see if you walk by a shelf of books, it it totally jumps off the shelf at you. You know what I mean? Oh, thank you, thank just, you. Just not just yeah. like the art itself. Like not that it's not spectacular, because Ryan does spectacular work. But just also kind of the layout, like the design of the cover, and uh, how you guys kind of put the whole book together. It, there's there is that there's a different feel than just a typical comic book. You know. 
Absolutely. It's been a very collaborative process, but yeah, all the credit to Ryan on the way it looks. He he Thanks. does all the artwork. <laughs> Talk while you're here, Ryan. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. He's back. <laughs> yeah, he's questions failing. in here before he goes. <laughs> so uh, what I was mentioning there before uh, when I heard you guys talking on Bombat, and uh, I think we talked about it in the past, how – uh, you still plan to stay involved, but you wanted to. You were going to maybe step away from doing absolutely every little piece of art in the book, you know. Oh yeah. Does it um, feel weird to hand something that you you know had a hand in creating so much off to somebody else? Does it make you a little bit nervous? Or. Well, um, it makes me lots of things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all good though, for sure. Um, I not so much nervous. It's you know I'm hopeful. I uh, I know Gabe is is trying. I had to find some, some other artists to kind of um, continue the saga. Um, but so far, I think I think two at least have, have tried and failed. So. <laughs> well, you've, you've set the bar <laughs> to a certain level, dude. Like, come on. That's not something – you can't just find your typical, like, comic book superhero artist. You know what I mean? I mean there's right. a lot it's of guys who are style. really good at that. But, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's Especially with thing. your perspective on things, you know? Cause... And, you know what makes it so unique is that I have no idea what I'm doing. And I just kind of approach it that way. Like, ah, let's see what happens if I try this. Uh, maybe I'll throw some of this in there. And um, so – um, like I said on, on uh, the podcast, uh, the, the Bombad podcast, that the, this first, the first issue was my first attempt at comics, and the second one was just kind of a revisiting that, and it you know, made some changes in the style a little bit. And after those two, um, for the new art that's going to be in the trade volume, it's kind of a mixture of the two, and uh, I, I really like it where it's at. Um, because I tried to go more for that comic book superhero type stuff in the second one, but you know I still wanted to keep some of that painterly aspect to it, and I really like that. It 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 creates depth, and because it's black and white, you know I could do a lot with that, a lot of contrast and environmental fog and stuff, and, and I really focus on the background characters, and I think, um, and not just the characters in the background, but the, the background itself is you know it's all its own character. Um, this city is like probably like one of the main characters. So uh, to get <laughs> to find somebody who most people just try to like glaze over that, like uh, I want the characters to fight and be awesome and cool, and right. then the background kind of suffers. You know, it just kind of makes they it's really simple or plain and indicated. This I want people to look. I want them to like zoom in, you know, on Comicsology and and like really see all the little things I put in there because when I'm building these things in Photoshop, man. I can zoom way, way, way in there. There's things that yeah, you're, you're going to see in the digital that you're not going to see in printed, um, which is why you need to have both. <laughs> and uh, you know, as far as continuing, you know, I, I definitely like to be involved in the future. It's a lot of work, man. Um, oh God! Plus, big, you're like a family books. man too, right? I, like I you am. got your full time job, and I've got uh, I've got two day jobs. Um, I freelance on the side. I'm involved with my brother-in-law's film company, um, so he'll, he'll call me out to help him out, and I'll get behind the camera. And um, you know, a lot of that helped me to get the angles that I use in, in, the, in these comic books. Um, you know, I studied film, and I, I love film. Uh, in fact, you know, the inspiration for the, uh, this book, for the visual, you know, I'm a Matrix dude. I love that movie. All three of those movies. The second one's my favorite. I know people hate me for that, but Matrix Reloaded. One of my favorite movies. Right on. I just I love just the idea 
that's there. Like, and so, you know, I try to bring some of that in. Um, so yeah, I'm busy, man. Well, <laughs> actually, I'm talking to you from my day job right now. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Shirking them duties. <laughs> oh yeah. It's uh well, that's the thing. It's very, uh, there's a very storyboard type element to the book. Yeah. And that's know, what I like it. about human because that's it's it. not just it's not just like when you're looking at a comic book and you're looking straight on like yeah, they do, you know, there's amazing points of views and amazing kind of splash pages and stuff, but you really it it feels like you're looking into this world through a lens. Oh, cool. You know, through that's a camera great. that has been put rather than just staring straight on at the horizon. Do you know what I mean? Yes, and that's the intention is cuz I want people to see this and it's intended to look like someone should should read it and and then be like, man, that would make a great movie or that would make a great like anime. That's what I was thinking. You know? Total anime. And, and yeah. that's I think that's I think that's where Gabe wants to take it, which I'm totally down with. That's great. That I would think. be incredible. The it would look so good as anime. It really would. Yeah, that's and, the hope. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a hard thing to do though. Animation is. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it's. it's getting better these days i have no idea what i'm talking about when it comes to it with technology and what people can do but we tried to get uh, we had a tiny little radio short that we made at the points of interest network there and we tried our damnedest to find somebody because we weren't that serious about it it was just for fun we didn't want to put like mm -hmm. tons of money into it or anything so we were just trying yeah. to find somebody who may want to you know as a project or super cheap or on the side and you know, we're still looking. <laughs> right. You, you may not ever find them. It, it's, you need a team. I studied animation, and that's my what my degree is in. I have a bachelor's in uh, the arts uh, in animation. And, um, man, you need a whole team. I didn't get into it because I, mean, I don't really like working with a team of people because there's just too many. Everybody wants to be, like, the cook in the kitchen, you know, and it's just like, ah, I just – I'm going to kind of do my own thing over here. I'm going to stay away from animation and – and this, you know, this comic stuff is, is more along those lines, but you know, um, it's, it's hard, but man, it could be so cool. And, and I hope that the way I illustrated it is a step in that direction. I want somebody who has the funds, you know, some producer to pick it up and be like, Oh, now I, you know, you don't have to pitch it so hard. You know, it's like, look, this is, this is your storyboard right here. Boom. Yeah. Go. Absolutely. Yeah. Save yourself some money. <laughs> <laughs> if a layman like me can look at it and, you know, that's the first yeah. thing that kind of comes to my mind. I mean, I am a huge movie fan. I mean, I was all into film growing up, but still, you know, it's just, it's, it's got that quality where you're not, it's not just, you know, you're just looking at a flat kind of outlook on the world. That's one thing I love about the book. You know, it's one of my favorite yeah, we try things, to. especially for that first drop of water. Is that the, nuts? <laughs> with the cityscape and everything. It's like, oh my God. Like, that's... Like, what the hell is that? Yeah. It's awesome right, and weird and right different. different. You set the tone of everything with that. You know what I mean? Cool. That's That was the idea. I'm glad I came across. <laughs> Has this brought you into comics any at all anymore, Ryan? Like, have you maybe dabbled oh, in a, more independence or trying to I tell you what, stuff? what I've done was uh, I did a lot more research <laughs> in the look <laughs> of comics and the style and... Um, the more I research, the more I'm like, yeah, that's just not what I'm doing. Um, it's a good thing, though. Yeah, but you know, at the comic uh, conventions I've been to, I've, I've only been to two, and it was they were both at Long Beach, and I got to talk to some some guys who do lettering and stuff, because you know, um, the, the first issue we were, you know, we're learning, we're, we're learning as we go, 
and uh, the word bubbles are kind of big, and there's a lot of panels in some of those pages. And so, you know, I was able to chat with with a gentleman there about, you know, how many panels should be on a page. If you're going to hand letter, this is how you do it. And I, I come from that background. Um, I did sign art at Trader Joe's for years, um, but I sucked at it. And eventually, they said you need to go somewhere else <laughs> because <laughs> yeah i got fired from an art job isn't that crazy <laughs> <laughs> um but i you know i'm i'm conceptual i'm loose but to talk with these people who know what they're doing and for them to not just look at human and be like you're an amateur you don't know what you're doing like they're like this is a different take on it and i like where you're going here's how you can improve so in that aspect i have i have gotten more into comics um, I, I don't really go out and buy a lot of comics mostly because I'm just, if I had the time, I probably would, but, uh, like I'm literally running from one thing to another with about 10 minutes in between, um, every day for like years now. It's kind of, it's taken me down a notch. So, you know, I'm in the process Didn't you of do another comic book or something for in 2013 or early 2014. I thought there was another comic book project you worked on. Um, no, I didn't work on any other comic projects. I did some, I did some freelance stuff here and there, but nothing, nothing like this, nothing epic. That's <laughs> one cool Just, thing about the community yeah. though. And the cons is that people are willing to help you out. They, you know, oh, yeah, most artists so won't be awesome. just like, no, that sucks. Screw off, you know? Yeah. And you know what? Just as far as cons go, I just wanted to say again, um, for you artists who are maybe listening or going to a con when you're trying to sell your beautiful work that you care about, you know, you put your heart and your soul and effort into, um, show that, you know, tell people that share their, share your story with them. Don't, you know, don't jump on them and like force your work down their throat and be like, buy this, buy this, buy this, or, and don't sit there and, and do nothing. You have to engage people. Um, because there is a, there's a point of connection there, um, that fans and artists just, they have, and I just see so much um, not taking advantage of it. Like, you don't need to holler at people with, like, a megaphone or anything, but call people over. Tell them, hey, do you like this kind of stuff? You like science fiction? I see you got a science fiction book there. Check this out. Here, you know, we've got explosions and hot chicks, you know, <laughs> and robots, and it's sexy, and it's dark, and it's there's You're fighting. You're a dude. Come it's check awesome. this out. I'm like, yeah. For the ladies, I'm like, hey. Come check out this dude with four arms. Hot, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you have to you have to engage people. You can't hide behind your work. You this all came from you as the artist. You need to present yourself and be like, hey, yeah, they want to they want to meet you. They want to know the mind behind it. And uh, so if you're an artist out there, don't don't be shy and don't be you know don't yeah. be barking at people either. There's a there's a fine line. There was, uh, sure. uh, there was some fine advice given to this audience when Mr. Ryan Stegman and I had a chat. Uh, Ryan Stegman is the, well, formerly artist on Superior Spider-Man and uh, oh, yeah. doing a lot of stuff for for Marvel. But I asked him, I was like, so how'd you get in? Like the kind of the typical questions, like what did you do to get known? What did you get do to get seen? And he was like, I just put as much of myself out there as I possibly could. He got on the internet and he just spread it like every possible site that he could put his artwork or a bio or yes. something on. He just blanketed the internet and he kept at it for years until literally Marvel noticed. 
and it, it, that's great. You know, things started to happen for him. So, and same thing. Uh, recently, there's an artist in Toronto, good friend of the show, his name's Sean Daly, and he just uh, had a successfully funded Kickstarter for uh, his book Terraquil, and he funded four grand in what was it, twenty five hours? What? And that guy needs to talk to me. Part of the reason for this, though, is because this guy is so well known just for mm. like, like we're in Canada and he's considered a nice guy. You know what I mean? Like we look at this guy and we're like, OK, that's a nice fucking guy. And just his reputation and his nature alone helped get his book out there from him being social and just like you're saying you know see dirk manning a michigan writer he did uh eight hours he got five or six thousand six hundred and sixty six fundage Man, in awesome. uh and that's what he does he lives the con life meeting to people talking to them calling them over and engaging you know it's it's a beautiful oh, community awesome. you know it's yeah kickstarter is is in, in all these crowdfunding programs are they're really opening the the way for people to do that. We don't have to rely on finding, you know, someone to to fund us, like some individual or company to fund us. We, we let the fans fund us because the fans are that's the lifeblood of what creative people do, and it's awesome to have that connection where it's like, hey, basically you're you're pre-ordering this, you know, and it's even better when you have something done and you go to to launch a Kickstarter, and you know they don't have you know, they're not worried about is he going to finish it, you know, and there's just there's all these different dynamics in there, but it, it's opening the world up, and I'm just it's exciting to be a part of that this time and age. Yeah, yeah. You know it's... when things like that are happening and and people are are beginning to to step out of shadows and and be seen and start you know spreading themselves all over the internet, um, and you know if if people went to my DeviantArt and they looked at my stuff from years and years ago, I've got so much artwork up there that people. Have probably never seen i'm not super popular on deviantart but man i spent two years just practicing and you know vomiting it onto the internet and uh i mean that's how i grew as an artist and i found a community that did uh the speed paintings like we would get on a chat room and be like hey let's come up with a stupid crazy awesome concept um and then in an hour we would paint them and then we would upload them and have the rest of the forum vote on it you know it's fun but it's it's a great practice and it really helped us to grow as artists, you know. Oh, so pure keep, sketch battle you know. action. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sketch battles are awesome. I yeah. missed that that place I started. It's called the it's called We Cook Art. Um uh, it was run by this guy named Randis. I can't pronounce his last name. Uh, I'm not so I don't try. But he, he's out there still doing his thing. But he got too busy, you know, to run a site like that. And and that's a good thing, you know, a lot of the, the mods all went off to start doing freelance art because they got good and eventually the community crumbled because everybody who was awesome left and <laughs> you know it was sad yeah. but it, you know there, there's a time for and a uh for everything you know in a season there's a lot of good examples out there too i mean people see now that you could work hard enough and make a decent living in you know these this oh, yeah. industry and making comic books and doing art i mean you just got to work hard enough as you would at you any other have thing to work hard you know there's, there's gabe knows how hard you have to work oh jesus <laughs> <laughs> gabe's been gabe's hustling the... straight for oh, years man. now <laughs> he's like a one-man factory of awesome and he's just he's bringing it guys like i don't know if you guys know this but it's just me and him 
that's it. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's it's often I I've I've had enough people on this show now that it is ninety percent of the time the writer who takes the front. It's the writer oh, yeah. who takes the PR role and. Uh, you know, maybe because it's the words and the ideas spilled out of their brain, so it's very personal to you and sure. it's your baby. But that that happens most of the time is where the writers will, you know, first have their dream come true by finding some amazing artist to make their words happen, and they are so happy about it they go touring the country for years. <laughs> <laughs> so. Which is awesome. Yes, and you know, it, people look at the art and they see that, and but Gabe, this is. I mean, this is Gabe's story. This is Gabe's universe. He created all of these characters. I mean, we collaborated on how these characters looked and how the city looks. And a lot of it was just kind of, ah, let's just figure it out and see what it looks like. And some of it is just I threw some buildings together and it works. Um, but all the footwork, man, the, the reason any of you have any of these copies in your hand is Gabe, you know. And he works. He's got a date job. He's got family, you know. It's uh, um, you know, I don't envy you guys. I mean, I have a hard enough time putting a podcast together, and all I gotta do is <laughs> fucking talk. You know, it's. Yeah. I would uh, love to do a podcast. It's the time aspect for sure. It, it takes a lot of time. I mean, I got a kid. I got a four-year-old. I got a wife. I got a career. You know, and mm -hmm. you know, I work kind of a hard labor type job. So, you know, I'm pretty tired at night, but I love podcasting. I love talking to people. I love awesome. meeting new people, and this. This whole genre, or I, don't, I guess media, you, I should say, has given me a second chance at things I never got to do in life in the arts. Like, I always wanted to be a filmmaker when I was young. Yeah. And due to various whatever things, I didn't end up going that way. But half the fun for me is editing the podcast. Like, a lot of people oh, always cool. say to me, because they'll hear this show, and for most people who know this show, you know, there's a lot of fun stuff I throw in there, music and drops and yeah, yeah. and effects and stuff, and that's just uh, that's just fun for me. I'll, I'll stay up eight hours at night just editing because I'm getting such a kick out of it, so that fulfills something in me that, you know, I never ever would have got to have done if something as easy as just podcasting came along, you know? Yeah. So, cool. hey, so. Jason, didn't you have like a sidekick or a co-host or something for <laughs> early podcasts? What, wasn't there somebody Jordan? else? There was. There was uh, an individual who I did seventy-two episodes of this show Jeez. with. He quit the show just before the talk to you guys last. And he yeah. decided uh, he was going to go crazy and do some other fucking shit. So. He was an old friend of mine. He's he's a guy I've known for like twenty five years, and uh, you know it was never it was always more my kind of big mouth, anyways. So he decided he wanted to do some other stuff and went on his way. And so I will very soon, actually, in four more episodes from now, I'll officially have been doing this show solo as long as I did it with a partner. Wow! Yeah. Cool. So That's awesome. yeah, I was just like, screw it. I'm not gonna, you know. He so, quit, and I was like, shows. well, I'm not gonna stop. You know, I'm just gonna. You can't stop this train. Exactly. Uh, this is my baby, right? I mean, it's only a podcast, exactly. but it's your baby, you take the take the reins. And look at us, right. like us and you guys, and how far have we come? I mean, it's three years later almost, and we're all still here. We're all still working. You guys have grown. Uh, this show has grown to a, a – I can't even believe the things I've gotten to do and That's the people great. I've gotten to talk to on this show. Tell us some of the highlights. 
Oh, the highlights. Um, a lot. Most of the highlights have been probably con episodes. Oh, those are uh, fun, right? Every year I do, like, I'll record 20 to 30 hours over Fan Expo weekend. And I'll chop that all up into, like, a fun three-part episode type thing. Uh, Motor City Comic Con last year was the single best convention weekend I've ever had. Really? Uh, yeah. I very second I got there, I ten minutes later I was on the patio by the fire drinking whiskey sours and having cigars with Herschel. Oh, you Canadian! <laughs> <laughs> so uh. you know, and that whole con, like Michigan's a beautiful place, and Michigan has a, an amazing community of people. They're they're really tight. It's like a little family out there. So yes. that was really special couple episodes because i got to talk to some cool people but uh you know it's more of an overall thing it's hard to remember you know i kind of sometimes i'll go through my archives and i'll remember see an episode and be like oh yeah that was a great conversation but it's i mean cool, 140 man. episodes later it's it gets a little blurry you know <laughs> i hear you man. i gotta you tell you catchphrases jason Last time I just flicked my bick. Uh, I still flicked the bick, but uh, what I've done is uh, I actually do – I've broken it up where I do a little intro at the beginning of the show now when I have guests. Because what I found was when I was talking to guests and if I started the show while talking to them, it it, it changed the uh, – it changed kind mm. of the temperature of the show. It kind of made things more uh, – it made them feel a little too showy, a little too radio. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't as natural yeah, yeah. a conversation because it'd be like, here we have with us now. Well, how are you guys doing? And, you know, <laughs> so tell us what you're up to. You know, I'm, I'm sick of doing that. So I got to a point where I was like, I'll flick my bick and I'll do like a five minute intro. And that gives me a chance to maybe touch on like a TV show I saw or, uh, you know, like a latest issue of a comic I read. So oh, cool. I've so been you, doing you that. Just do a little solo intro, and then that's a great idea, man. Because yeah, you don't want that radio voice. Yeah, I'm doing just fine. How about yourself? Well, sure. yeah, it's I, I didn't want it to turn into that, right? It's that's what the nerdist does, uh, Chris Hardwick. What what he'll do is he'll do a little intro first, and then it's funny because whoever he has on as a guest, he doesn't tell them that he's recording because the producer just hits record the second they go into the room. So he'll nice. he'll be like, hi, how are you? And they'll talk for two minutes and then he'll kind of keep talking. And without fail, every episode within five minutes, the guest goes, are we on? Like, is this it? Are we going? <laughs> Did you record me farting just then? Yeah. And, and yeah, Hardwick totally will be like, oh, man. yeah, we've, we've been rolling. It's awesome. So I find it. Yeah, it keeps things much more natural and, you know. The way podcasting should be. There's too many shows out there these be. days that are. That there's are, a lot, man. Oh, there's a lot. Of shows. It's it's flooded, but also this particular genre, right? Like, there's so many geek yeah. shows. I, oh, like, yeah. my number one recommendation to a new podcast is don't put the word fucking geek in your title, because <laughs> you're gonna be confused with at least four thousand other podcasts out there. Oh my you know? gosh geek yes. on me or geek with totally us true. or time to geek or geeky whatever it's oh what a what a day and age to be a geek uh, yeah it's so sexy you know but uh but it's cool you know it's there's still a lot of really good shows out there where there's people who are just doing yeah. it for the conversation that's why we all are in this to share our art and oh, connect yeah. with people and 
it's all I do is listen to podcasts when I'm when I'm doing my art. Um, music, I'm, I work so long on it that music it's, it just turns into kind of like bubblegum for my ears, you know. And I, I like music, but I want to learn something while I'm sitting there drawing. So there you, you know, I pull up my favorite podcast and I, I listen to a lot of art podcasts, which they're not there's not very many out there. They they they've kind of had their heyday, and I'm waiting for some new ones to pop up. Well, that's Maybe what I'll start my own. Mm. I like to touch on that a little because I, I listen to a lot of these podcasts, and it's kind of the there's a lot of formula. It's so they introduce, and then they you you know the guests tell about the book and what it's yeah. about and yeah. what it inspired, and a lot of the time they don't get into the art, and you know there's so much good stuff out there to explore. I, I try not to just rehash like people do the rounds now, right? Like there's a podcast like Circuit. And I often have guests who have just done or are about to do two or three other podcasts. And I don't want to have that conversation where they're just spewing the same thing they did on six other shows, you know? Sure. So, you Next know. step is PodcastCon. I'll have PodcastCon. There's Podcast a few. Con. There's a few. <laughs> no, really? They're starting. They're, uh, they're called Podcast Festivals more often. Crazy. And uh, they, they have little conferences. I mean, I haven't heard of any huge ones yet, but, you know, there's one where a couple hundred people. Uh, there's one in Toronto here uh, that goes down, and, you know, it's it's basically an artist's alley of podcasts. And sweet. Yeah, yeah. People set up and share and talk and pod. I would probably go to that. There's some podcasts that I would totally love to meet those guys. It's like, a, I've been listening to you for years. Yeah, it's a cool thing. Eh? A dream of mine is uh, coming true this month. My favorite all-time podcast is Hollywood Babylon okay. with uh, Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman. All right. <laughs> it's the number one piece of entertainment in my week. Monday morning is the highlight of my week because I know I wake up and there is one hour's worth of the hardest laughing I'm going to do all week. That's great. So no, they've I, decided I to that. do their 200th anniversary episode in Toronto oh, uh, on March 21st. And my beautiful, wonderful girlfriend got me tickets for my birthday. Oh, that's so sweet. I, I'm giddy. Like I almost – you know what she did too? It was very sweet. It was uh, – she, she has a Twitter account, but she's hardly ever on there. And – what I, I passed out early one night, and then I got I woke up at like two or three in the morning, as I'll do sometimes, and I went out to the car to have a dube, not disturb anybody, and you know her and the kid right. are all in bed, so I go out to my car and I go and I get a coffee from Timmy's, I light the dube, and I'll just sit in my car, and you know, tweet and stuff. So I turn on Twitter, and there's a mention, and I hit the mention. And what I see is a tweet from her that says, happy early birthday, blah, blah, blah. And there's a picture of the ticket of the Hollywood Babylon tickets. Awesome. And I literally, I, I, I shed two tears. Two, <laughs> two single tears. Two single, one single tear out each <laughs> eye as my eyes welled up. And it was a very, very sweet moment. It's, yeah, I'll fully admit tears on that one. Cause that was that so super sweet. And just to tell me that way, cause you know, oh, it was yeah. a surprise on Twitter. It was very, very sweet of her. So. That's very clever. Yeah, yeah, it was smart times. And that is the Saturday night of Toronto Comic-Con coming up at the end of this month. And That's Toronto Comic-Con has become a very, very popular event with the comic community because it's Fan Expo without everything else. Oh, yeah. It's just an artist alley and just comic book, you know, oh, exhibitors. Sweet, man. And it's up What's to – What's that like? It's amazing. It's it itself is up to three days. 
like it's it's a bigger con than most cities just have on their own it's just fan expo is so huge that it's kind of a chance for us to have like a medium con you know what i mean right yeah so it's very exciting time you know love the fans looking forward to it do you guys got anything coming up on the schedule you hitting anything soon yeah uh yeah, I'll be in Emerald City, Seattle in a few weeks here. That starts on the, at the end of March. So let's see. I go out, I fly out on the 25th, and I have this little hostel across the street from Pike's Place Market, you know, the fish market there where I like to stay at. And it's just a walk, like a short, very short walk, uh, maybe two blocks from the convention center. So it's a really fun convention to go to. There's just so much to do downtown Seattle, and, you know, it's just a fun spot. And then uh, Phoenix Comic Con. That'll be in May. So those are the big events I have coming up. I got some other smaller stuff. I'm dying to check out that Emerald City. I got a couple friends who, uh, Josh and Anthony on this network, who go out there every year. And uh, they just, they rave about it. They just love that convention. Dude, it's awesome. It's so awesome. Let's see. Last year I got, you know, my Amulet. Have you ever seen Amulet? That, like, fantasy story? It's graphic novel series. Sounds familiar. It's written by, written and drawn by a guy named Kazu Kibuishi. Anyways, I got to meet him and get some sketches on, in my books drawn, so really stoked on that. Um, oh, dude, I, I'm going to San Diego Comic-Con for the first year this year, too. I saw that. Congratulations. That's uh, that's outstanding. Yeah, yeah man, I'm nice. freaking stoked. So happy that's, about that. It's an event unto itself, man. I think you're actually going to catch it in one of the last years before something kind of maybe starts to implode upon itself. Because you know? that's, that's... vortex opens into hell. Yeah. Well, I see it happening. Like certain cons, like the cons that are kind of staying in the middle or having a better, like a kind of a better reputation. Like Toronto Comic Con is fast becoming more of a favorite than Fan Expo to the people who actually live in Toronto and you know work daily in the community and uh like dragon con people dragon oh, con it's just people love that convention you know motor city comic con i want to add that to my list for sure yeah san yeah, diego comic con is no longer the biggest convention uh it's now new york comic con has the largest number of attendees because you know it can support a larger audience with the, the size of the convention hall and everything but yeah san diego comic con appears to be the most exclusive of course still it was neck and neck there, Toronto and New York, for years. Past couple years, San Diego was always nice, nice and ahead. But then uh, it was this year. Yeah, you're right. That New York just kind of—they're <laughs> like, yeah, we're gonna step out way ahead, and uh, people are kind of—it's like they're looking for an alternative, you know? It's nobody wants yeah. to fly like ten hours to get to a convention, you know? That's really super overcrowded, and you know, no parking and overpriced totally. hotels no, yeah, yeah exactly they i mean people want stuff that's a little more local and just easier and convenient to make it more fun for themselves so but you know i i, I think that uh the audience that was always trying to attend or was attending san diego comic-con in past years are now breaking off and you know doing one or one convention maybe two conventions a year uh based upon their geographic location so that's why you're seeing big surges in Dragon Con and Phoenix Comic Con. Phoenix Comic Con is now, I believe, bigger than San Diego Comic Con in terms of attendee size. At least that's what I've been told. It's because, that big, uh, really? Oh yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I was told that it was what 140,000 or 150,000 last year. So yeah, it's it surpassed yeah. San Diego Comic Con. Um, 
And Emerald City now is surpassing it too. Yeah. And I'm sure you've heard that New York Comic Con uh, bought out Emerald City. There was a merger there. So starting in 2016, Emerald City is going to be a, a pop read or a read pop event. Yeah, there's a lot of shaking and moving going on because the company that just bought Fan Expo, like uh, they just bought it like last year, and this was their first year. Kind of, they're they're co-running it with the old company, just like as so there's a smooth transition as far as the actual logistics of the show. But the the new co- uh, what is it, uh, Hobby Star or something, or did they sell it off? I can't remember. But now they've spread it out. Now there's Fan Expo Vancouver, Fan Expo Calgary. And they're talking about doing their first American show. So now the you know they're even getting big enough that they're thinking about heading down south and starting to kind of put things on. So wow, it's an insane industry now. I mean, when you got these events bringing in 170,000 people over four days, it's like imagine wow, the, right? how much <laughs> money is being injected into that. It's crazy, awesome. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's exciting, but I, you know, that's why I, I really like the Motor City too, because it's only five hour drive. It's uh, it's closer than my cottage, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which is a cool thing about Michigan. You know, Michigan is actually further north than Toronto. Oh, really? Yeah, a lot of people don't realize, and uh, I did not realize. That. Yeah, they they get much fucking colder than I even do over there. Oh. They they deal with some shit in Michigan. I tell you that. <laughs> that is not cool. Yeah, it's not cool at all. So, uh, the Kickstarter begins when? March 18th, was it? No, that's when, uh, that's the date that we launch on Comixology. Yes, that's what I meant to mention. We forgot to mention when we were talking about the digital mentionings earlier in the other mentionings with that. We need to mention you are now on at least volume one, I believe, is on Comixology, right? Yes, and uh, well, I'm still approved volume issue two. They've, it's already been submitted and it's been reviewed, so uh, I have to check my submission status on that. I'll give them a, I'll give them a shout out at Comicsology, and um, they're really they're really great people over there. Very quick with their email responses and that's what I easy hear. to work yeah, with. Yeah, that's what I hear for sure. It's uh, it's people. If you have Comicsology or get Comicsology, because this is one of those books that. As much as I'm a huge proponent of having the book in your hand and the actual material and how gorgeous this material actually is, this is one of those comics, as Ryan was saying, that you can get digitally and zooming in can be awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got to get both, guys. You got to get – you have to have that thing in your hand, man. You know, <laughs> I love to have that tangible stuff. But And then once you go through that, you want to zoom in and kind of – it's kind of like when you watch a movie for the second time and you're looking for those things you missed. Right. Yeah. So now you get to zoom in and see the little robot in the background carrying the suitcase going to work. Right. You get to see the little hooker bot on the side. They're That's awesome. awesome. <laughs> They're all in there. It reminds me of the show I used to watch. I don't know if it was just in Canada, but it was called Secret City, and it was this artist, and he was in like a space suit, kind of like a space jumpsuit, mm-hmm. and his name was Commander something or other, and it was kind of a Commander Tom ripoff, but he would do like it was all a show and he'd show kids how to do art and he did different projects but then at the end of the show he would always spend the last five minutes adding to a big giant picture that he was doing and it was very very detailed you know what i mean just like you're saying like you had to really zoom in to see the smallest stuff so like over like an entire like season or 22 shows or whatever he would slowly add to this picture 
and it was just just crazy by the time it was done but uh that made me think of that but do that people check <laughs> yeah, it out check it out and look uh, for the uh look for the easter eggs i laid in there there's some stuff in there that people probably don't know about because i haven't actually mentioned them ever so ooh. there's easter eggs in there there's stuff you see in volume two from volume one um that are kind of hidden in the background um i think i snuck both my daughter's names and one of each one in each book um but you wouldn't know unless you're really looking for it. That's awesome. So check that stuff out. Well, you guys did us a huge honor here. And uh, when I, I couldn't believe when I opened Volume 1 and I saw an Elegant Weapons name on the back cover. <laughs> was just uh, it was a very, very nice moment to see your, your hard work end up in somebody else's hard work. You know what I mean? Cool. Is that, is that a single tear right here? <laughs> <laughs> try, to, try to hold it back. Um, it's well. It happened again afterwards. Uh, we made good friends with uh, Chip and Andy, are the creators of the Adventures of Super Stoner, <laughs> which is a fantastic comic book. Sign me up. Pretty much about what you think. It's kind of a, a nod to the old like seventies pot exploitation like books, you know. Okay. But uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Tommy Chong gave it an A plus. But and then he smoked it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> they told me they said when you read the book, make sure you look close. And twice in this book, if uh, if you look very closely in certain areas, you will find an elegant weapon. And oh, nice. uh, one is like a, a sticker on the fridge. Like if you look close at the fridge, there's like a bumper sticker that says an elegant weapon on it. Sweet. And uh, oh, I'm blanking out on what the That's other one cool, was. Man. But yeah, That's totally cool. just. Awesome little nice, you know, I just, this is easy. I just podcast. I just talk to people and uh, people are always so, so appreciative about, you know, oh, yeah. something so easy to do as far as lend support, you know? Well, you know, we appreciate people wanting to talk to us for sure. Well, it's, you know, I, I hate, I don't, I'm not a big fan of those podcasts where they'll talk to anybody. Because there's a lot of them oh, out there. I like that. We're like elite, Gabe. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? We're the elite here. <laughs> you guys are friends to the left. If you go to an L uh, W, Actually, I have a new website since I talked to you guys last. Oh, yeah? Uh, it's www.anelegantweapon.ca. CA being for Canada, of course. <laughs> Bitches. It's for Canada, people. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> If you go to the friends to the left <laughs> section, you'll find a link to your guys' shit there, humancomics.com. Oh, sweet. Or is it humancomic.com? Oh, I can you. never yeah, remember. I like that. Yeah, yeah and you got a new North. website like up since we last spoke too. New web designer that. It looks great. It looks fantastic in your site. It's super cool. Also, if you just go to the side of uh, our side menu there on the page, there's actually a picture of the cover of Volume 2. And if you just cool. click on that, that will take you to humancomics.com as well. Um, but I'm going to have to add the Kickstarter soon. We were going to talk about that. When does that start? Uh, yeah, within the next few weeks. Um, like, yeah, within the next few weeks. Uh, I'm, I'm working with some uh, video directors and editors out here in L.A. that live nearby. And uh, uh, met, with the, met with this one music video director's you know, worked with some pretty big bands and stuff. So we'll see what happens, you know. Um, I, I don't want to have an exact date yet because, you know, who knows 
Yeah, as long as we're going to try to get get it done pretty quickly, though. We, we want to launch it soon. Good time, especially oh, yeah. for the coming con season. That would be nice, I'm sure. That's right. He's, sure. We're all sold out of everything else. Well, I was going to say, yeah. I don't have a physical copy of Volume 2 yet. No? No. Oh, so man. that needs to be rectified. <laughs> Are you just done? Okay. Not, is that I, it then? If any, No more repprintings? It. If anybody's got Dude, that comic, it that's it? That's it. Now, that's now, it. now, now it's a... Uh, you know, it goes retro. to the trade. Yep. It's retro now. That's cool. That's, yeah, uh... issues, issues one and two are done. We sold about 5,000 copies of, of them. Of Holy both, shit. So. You know, what... I don't think I got a copy either. <laughs> <laughs> Why what? Not... <laughs> I sent you a copy. Why not a second right? printing? I'll get you a copy. Yeah, we're going to have to uh... print out some more. I just want, I want the trade volume. Forget that. That's old news. <laughs> the trade's got two and one and new art. Yes, and this I've is very true. It's a collection of, 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 of me as the artist because there's, you know, at this point, you know, um, I, we're still looking for another artist to do the, the inside work. So, you know, that, that, may, be the, that may be it. Hey, and if so, anybody yeah, out there is interested and uh, thinks, I'm sure, that uh, they oh, may oh, be yeah. able to take a tackle, I'm sure they can. Uh, you guys got like an email they can get you at or just go to humancomics.com? Well, Ryan, I haven't heard a definite no on the contract proposal for issue three yet. We did oh. have a contract for issue three and four so we, far. We've had some talks. Oh. We've had talks, and uh, we haven't. Yeah, we haven't heard a. I haven't heard a no that yet. But it's getting point, real. Yeah, <laughs> we're pulling getting, back the curtain. It's getting real kids. heavy. The curtains, are, <laughs> the clothes are coming off. Wait, we're going to see the end of a, a friendship podcast. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I so, will tell you. Uh, you um, guys are the same kind of story where you guys didn't meet to your first con, right? That's right. Yeah, there's many, yeah. many fantastic comics that have been made by people who have never met each other. Isn't that weird? <laughs> that's <laughs> really the day weird age to me. we live in, man. I'm like, yeah, I think that's him. Maybe if I if he takes me because he picked me up for the con. I was like, oh, I'm getting the right guy's car. I'm up on the news. <laughs> well, I, when I went down to Pennsylvania, I stayed with my good friend Stan of Nemesis Studios Comics. And uh, I got off the bus and I saw him. And well, right away I knew it was him. But uh, he goes to shake my hand and I was just like, come on, come here. And I laid a big hug on him. I was like, I've been friends with this guy for like two, three years now. Just because I haven't met. I feel like I've met half these people I hang out with so much, you know. it's That's cool. It's a really cool. That's, that's awesome. why I'm very excited to get out to Denver because Josh Elhaquez, who uh, you know for the past three years we've been doing this podcast network thing together. Uh, we've gotten pretty damn tight, at least in uh, in the WWW land, and I can't wait till May and actually get to podcast with this guy in person uh, for reals. That'll be a real special treat, you know. Heck yeah! I'll get to meet my friend. You get a, uh, don't don't maybe not give him a big bear hug. He might tase you. I don't know. No, no. He's, he's like, in Denver, you man. You think he can move? Quick oh enough? yeah, no. He's, he's just like, what's up, man? It's cold. It's cold where you live. And dude, li dude literally works in a dispensary too. Oh really? Oh, see, you made friends with the right people. Uh, we try to do what we can do. Yeah, uh, there you go. Uh, that was pretty much the trifecta. Visit number three, well, two for you, Ryan, but as far as for the human comics organization. 
uh, <laughs> Volume 3. Um, many more to come, I'm sure. Uh, why don't you guys take a moment and shoot out your handles for Twitters and Facebooks and such and where the good people can find you. I definitely want to plug uh, the Fall of Ebla series. We mentioned it a little bit, but uh, that's the that's the next big series that my company will be coming out with. And uh, I spoke with Diamond yesterday. Uh, Human, uh, the trade copy will be in the May previews catalog. And uh, Fall of Ebla, we're looking at putting that in one of their upcoming previews catalogs, end of summer, early fall, around that time. I would love so. to see that artwork, by the way. It's, uh, yeah, you'll have to buy a copy. (laughs) (laughs) Businessman to the core. I love it. Um, Uh, Yeah, give them, uh, don't you give them your handles and stuff? Shout outs uh, and Twitter handles and stuff. Okay, so go to at Human Comics, and that's my Twitter. Um, You can find me on Facebook under Human Comics. And go to www.humancomics.com. There you go. Beauty. Mr. Ryan, sir. Um, Well, you can find my artwork, my art folio, I guess you would call it. Um, I have a free DeviantArt portfolio. If you did not know that DeviantArt offers free portfolios, you are now in the know. (laughs) All right. So it is ryanmerrill.com daportfolio.com all right um, my handle on DeviantArt is mugshot pro twitter mugshot pro um, i'm ryan merrill on facebook and uh, instagram i am mugshot pro because that's how i roll <laughs> good times you can also find uh you can link up to to ryan's social media networks on the, on the website as well as mine everything's on the human comics website so and just, check it uh, out it's yeah. a it's a really nice site it's a, a big bold example oh, yeah. of mr merrill's work here is the very first fucking thing you see so uh <laughs> yeah you check out the site he it has been redone from the last time that many of you have probably seen it it is a totally new beast it's awesome i love it yeah. i think your dude who did your site gabe is just fantastic he did an oh, awesome he's, job he's pro man he's awesome rahul shout outs to rahul ghost oh, man. <laughs> if you need a website you call that guy he will hook you up you needed the website looks, you will call rahul yes you call rahul <laughs> you want the website i give you the website eh? good times kids uh guys thanks it's always a pleasure hanging out with you fellas uh come back again soon you know whenever you got anything going on you guys are always welcome around here you are definitely original weaponeers you know what i'm saying (laughs) i like that man (laughs) well thanks jason appreciate you taking the time anytime that is all we are going to have this week on an elegant weapon kids take it easy adios yeah